0: So the agency job was more of the grind, and I just had to kind of push through. And then when anytime I got to do more of like my side hustle, that's what felt, that's what like fueled my days was being able to do those.
1: Hello, I'm your host, Stephanie Whitecross, and welcome to the Mindset Management Podcast. I'm a mum, wife, online business owner, content creator, and founder of the Mindset Management Podcast. Everyone's journey to a successful business or a healthy money mindset is different, but mindset is 90% of that journey. With mindset being everything and starting your first online business or a side hustle, which is quite a ride. So I'm super glad you're here. I'm gonna be sharing tips, Freebies Golden Nuggets interviews with inspiring women to help you launch your first online business whilst taking care of your mindset. We're gonna to work together to help you achieve your version of freedom every single Tuesday. So, friend, without further ado, let's jump in. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Mindset Magic Podcast. I am really glad to have you here today as I've got an interview with Liz Weber, who Honestly, she's so warm. She's so friendly. It really felt like we were just like two friends chatting about like motherhood, content creation, running a business. And if you're thinking about starting a business or maybe being a lifestyle content creator or whilst trying to be a mum and even maybe trying to get your partners to join in on your journey, then this one is going to be a 100% for you. Honestly, Liz is just fab and she shares so much of her journey. She's a full-time content creator. She focuses a lot on lifestyle, motherhood, fashion. She just always wants to focus on bringing positivity to like her online community with the content that she does and she hopes that it's always just inspiring and relatable And it totally is for me. As a new mum, I definitely, I say a new mum, a new mum of a 19-month-old, but I really can totally relate. Her husband, Zach, works alongside her all on the business, and they have just such a beautiful one-year-old daughter, Emerson. She's honestly gorgeous. Liz also had worked originally as a director of public relations and marketing for about five years, running influencer campaigns and on the brand side of things before she kind of started her own journey Um, to become a content creator. She has got such a passion, not only for creating content, but also for helping to educate others as they navigate the crazy world of the ever-changing social media platforms. I'm going to stop talking now and just let you listen up, and I just hope that you enjoy it. I just know you're going to really enjoy it. I'm just jumping in here, friend, to tell you about my free five email roadmap to creating your own digital course. If you want to put your knowledge and experience into a digital course to create passive income, then grab these five emails that will turn that knowledge into a profitable online course. You'll get one email a day for five days. Each day will give you the next step of the roadmap. By the end, you'll have all the resources and training to create your own digital course. And as a bonus, if you read all five, you'll get a checklist on the sixth day just to make sure you've got everything everything covered if you want to grab these five emails pop your name and email into the link that's provided in the show notes and wait for them to drop in your mailbox now back to the episode hi liz i'm so glad to have you on the show today i'm super excited about all the things we're going to talk about um and in your super busy day just to spend the time and have a chat with me on the podcast i'm I'm really really grateful so thank you for coming on the show today
0: Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I'm seriously so excited to talk with you and just like chat all things like business, motherhood, just everything.
1: Good, good. I we. Mean, I know we're just going to have so much to talk about and obviously I we're already <laughs> talking. I was thinking we should be recording what we're talking about already. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> um, But first up, something that I always like to ask any guest that comes on the show, because I find this is super, super valuable to any listener is can you just tell us a little bit about your journey? and how you got to where you are as a content creator and where your business is. just And don't feel like you have to rush through this because I feel like this is stuff that really people enjoy and kind of hear that journey. So yeah, do you mind telling us a little bit about how you
0: got to where you are today? Absolutely. So I am now 30. So I feel like we got to go back to college days just real quick. Um, So I in college was really interested in like the TV side of things and like broadcast. And that was my major. I was a mass communications major and did marketing as my minor. And I thought for sure, I was like, I'm going to do TV, whether I'm on the like show, whether I'm like doing news, whether I'm the producer, like that's just what I want to do. And so at my school, we had this like television station. It was called GC 360. I went to Georgia college in Milledgeville, Georgia, which is like, you know, so random, <laughs> but we had this station. And it was basically like the local news, but like from the college that we produced it. And for four years, I literally was every single role possible Just to see if I liked it, and I hated it. I was like like, this, and it's hard because I went in thinking like, oh, this is what I'm gonna do, and I spent all this time doing it, and then at the end of you know my college journey, I was like, no, that's that I hate it. That's not what I want to do. So all that to say, that did kind of help me get like the on camera practice and like getting used to seeing myself on camera hearing my voice um which is obviously a lot of being a content creator um so that is kind of how it prepped me to where i am but in between then for my career so in college i had to have an internship um to like you know graduate and getting a marketing internship is tough my husband is an accountant and people accountants are like you know please come to our firm like please like we want to pay you want to do all this stuff being a marketing intern, I was trying so hard. I applied to like 70 different internships, all unpaid. Yeah. And it was just not happening for me. And then eventually this company called dress up, which is a local, like Southeastern boutique here in the States. And it's, Um, basically women's clothing. And I had shopped there and I got an internship with them and I was doing a lot of their social media stuff, just kind of helping like name clothes, super random things for my internship. Um, Ended up being a good fit. And they asked me to come on the team, their corporate staff, and they made a position for me. I ended up being their director of PR. So that was all between like 2015 and 2019. And During that time, it was right whenever like the influencer marketing was really becoming a thing because as somebody who was in PR, it's more traditional, right? Like you're paying for newspaper ads and magazine ads and radio ads and some billboards and stuff. And it's hard to track that. And so once the influencer marketing like market became a true thing, like a trend that these companies were now using other people on, you know, online to spread the word about their business. That's where my role at that company kind of shifted. And so I was on the brand side of like reaching out to influencers, trying to find people that were a good match, having them pitch me um, and really like completely managing the whole campaign process. Um, So that's where I really got started in learning the business side of influencer marketing and being a content creator, but on the brand side. So fast forward, end of 2019, I left that company for a more traditional PR role just to kind of see how it was, um, in the city in Atlanta. So I was driving every morning, like super, I, I was get up at five in the morning, go to the gym, go to work to try and beat traffic. And then on the way home, I was trying to pursue this content creation thing. Cause I was like, wait, I want to be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like going to the mall, <laughs> buying clothes, trying to shoot photos and then get home at eight o'clock at night and then do it all over again. And it was such a grind and it was only mm-hmm. six months, but it felt like, felt like years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in March of 2020 with all the pandemic stuff, my, um, job actually let me go because our biggest client dropped us. So they just didn't have the budget and they were, you know, of course, like everybody, it was just mm-hmm. not the right time to be hiring on PR. So I ended up getting let go and it was like, you know what, let's just go full force into content creation. Like that's something I've always, been interested in and something I've always wanted to try like fully. And I had no other option. Like nobody was really Mm -hmm. hiring. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, this is, this is my one shot. I might as well just try it. And it, and it worked. Um, and I think people, my goal is to always just be real on my platforms. And I hope that that always comes off. And I just want people to see like a glimpse into my life. And I want to feel like, you know, your internet best friend who's giving you recommendations, but also showing you like the tough things and the good things um and that's kind of how it all got started that's such a long story but no that's, that's, no that's it's my not career journey right no there. I
1: love it I love it I think it's it's so helpful to hear how people kind of pivot and navigate into different things and I think it just shows to people that not everything always stays the same and actually I think through the pandemic when people get let go and even outside of the pandemic i had a really similar kind of story that i went through a, a restructure and my role kind of came up to be basically i had to not reapply but there was a role for me but it just wasn't right anymore um but there is a fear i think that comes with oh my god what am i going to do i like this is my job it's consistent income it's familiar your routine you get it but you often always hear that when that happens, something better is coming right behind. There's a reason why that's happened and you've just got to try and see the positive in it instead of trying to hang on to something that maybe you weren't meant to hang on to anymore. And um, So no, I love that. I think it's really, really helpful to kind of hear. And when you said about the six months of doing it and that grind and yet it feels so much longer, oh my God, I can totally relate to that. And I feel like anyone out there who... Whether it's a business, whether it's content creation, whatever it could be, it's just the momentum of keep going. And it's like I think people have like momentum maybe for like a week or two. And then they're like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, what kind of kept you? I'm kind of gonna go off piece a bit because I love that you said that. So I'm gonna just chuck something else in there. What was the motivation that kind of helped you keep going with doing that, with that grind day in and day out to keep getting up at five, go to the gym, do this content? Like how did you keep motivated?
0: you know, looking back at that time frame when I was at that job, because to be completely honest with you, I always tell people this, I, I did not like my job either. It was really tough. I would, I would come home crying and I'm a positive person. And my mm. husband would just be so confused. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, oh, this is, I, and I, I think I knew that that was not the job for me. And it was just kind of a means to an end. Um, so I think that was kind of my motivation is every day I knew, and this is so, again, this goes against everything. I always say, like my I always want to go into situations and be really positive about things. But my first day at that new job at the agency, I literally went home and just cried to Zach. I said, I'm not going to be here longer than six months. The first day I said that, you know, it wasn't on my own accord that I wasn't there for six months. (laughs) But it it was interesting because I, I just knew, like, I knew it wasn't my place. I knew it wasn't the job for me. The people were great, but the job was just not, not right for me. And I think that's what motivated me was like, I have this passion for sharing things that i love. Let me just really put everything into it and, you know, if nothing happens, fine. But let me at least try for like a consistent amount of time. Mm. And i think it also helped to motivate me that didn't feel like work. Even though it was such a hustle time-wise for me to be doing all these things, whenever i got to actually do the content creation side, it never felt like work. So mm. it was just more of like my creative outlet and more of like the thing i looked forward to doing. So the agency job was more of the grind and Mm -hmm. I just had to kind of push through. And then when anytime I got to do more of like my side hustle, that's what felt, that's what like fueled my days was being able to do those.
1: I think that's really important what you've just said there, because I think when people are saying like, oh, I just don't have the time to like start up, start up my side hustle or to do the content creation it's actually then you're right, the grind was your actual like corporate job. And actually, if the side hustle, or whatever the business that someone's starting up, that's the part that should be bringing you that kind of joy and that fulfillment. And if that part isn't, then maybe it's not the right side hustle to be doing for somebody. Um, because that the passion to feel that. So I love that you said that. I think, yeah, that's really, I really like that, because I think it's really true. Do you feel like when you were, um, starting to do the content creation and you were doing all of that did you feel like it could turn into a business for you so like did you feel like as soon as you started thinking this is what I want to do as a career this is where I'd like to have my own business and become an entrepreneur did you feel that when you started at
0: the, it? Beginning, at the beginning I didn't um mm-hmm. even though I had been on the brand side and knew that people you know were making an income with this I still I never like aspired to do, to be an entrepreneur. I actually loved whenever people would tell me like what to do, I'd go, like I, I would leave the day knowing I did everything that I was asked. And now my time is mine. Um, which is obviously, as you know, totally different as an entrepreneur, like a hundred percent, but I just, I think I was so used to that. And so I was totally fine with working for someone else for the rest of my life. I was, I really was. Um, so that six month period of that grind and working for the other agency even though I was doing the more side hustle to me, that's what it always was gonna be. I was never thinking it would actually be a full-time job. Um, even mm. though I had already seen people do that, I was like, you know, this is just like my fun creative outlet, you know? And part of me almost felt like it was sacred and I didn't want it to be a full-time job because I wanted to always love it. Mm. But I I do think looking back, that might've just been me making an excuse <laughs> for myself <laughs> not <laughs> just dive in until I had to when I lost my job. And then once I did, and once I started, you know, actually, you know, getting brand deals and like making this income, I was able to be like, wait a second. No, this is actually what I think I always wanted, but was always a- too afraid to-, to dream of actually happening. And now I can never go back. I can't imagine working for someone else. That sounds <laughs> insane to me, which is yeah. so funny because I always loved working for someone else.
1: Yeah, I think... I definitely, um, I feel like I just relate to you in so many ways, oh, honestly, that. like so many things. Even when you were talking about what you studied, I studied the same, but from behind the scenes, I did like television production right. and I finished and graduated and thought, this is not what I want to do. Yeah, honestly, there's so same, many one the same. I, yeah, Thank like you. I feel like I just relate. Um, But I've made me lose my train of thought with what I was saying. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I definitely... Um can appreciate that initially when you're working for someone that there is a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment when you've completed those tasks for someone else and you leave and think I've done a good job I know I've helped I've done what I've needed to do and I kind of always had that but there was always for me there was always like a little bit I always had yeah. like this little bit that I thought oh, I don't know is this one day could I could yeah. I be an entrepreneur could I run my own business do you feel like you you just never thought you'd ever be an entrepreneur
0: I really really, truly believed it I truly and I do think too especially when I graduated college I mean now it is so much more like a lot like a lot more people it feels like to me maybe I'm just seeing it more um just because of the way social media is now but I do feel like a lot more people kind of like took that leap and are working for themselves Mm -hmm. so if if I was in college right now in 2023, I'd be like, heck yeah, I'm doing that. I'm working by myself. Like, but I was never surrounded by people. I mean, Mm -hmm. actually I say that, but my mom's an entrepreneur. She's a psychologist and owns her own business, but it just always felt so different. And I was never interested in like that side of things. So I just, I, I did always think I would work for someone else. And it was just never a goal until I lost my job. And then I was like, you know what? I tried applying to a couple of places and even just the roles reminded me a lot of the job I got let go from and how much I didn't like it and so that's where I kind of like searched deep down I was like you know what maybe it's because I need to make my own role like I know Mm -hmm. I'm a hard worker I'm driven I can be very very like self-motivated whenever it's the right thing and, but mm-hmm. it has to, I mean I am extremely ADD, like and everything like been diagnosed like I said my mom's a psychologist so being diagnosed mm-hmm. and everything and so I think my energy and my time and my like attention has to be focused on something I'm passionate about but it took me until 2020 to actually realize that
1: mm. well it your passion comes across fully in the content that you create I love it yeah. I have been especially enjoying your, like, daily vlogs that you're doing, this kind of, like, mini Instagram But I absolutely love seeing um, – I'm trying to think, where are we Day Like, 10, 11, 12 something like that. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, 1 of thirty, two of 30. I'm like, oh, I'm loving this. And for me, it just really kind of relates as being a mum, which kind of makes me just, like, think when you obviously started – going out on your own and being your own boss in 2020, you obviously weren't pregnant at the time and you didn't have a daughter at the time. So where, how did you see the transition or did you feel the transition in your business that once you got pregnant, did you think, how is, how is this business going to work? How am I going to navigate this? Did you see or feel how that was going to kind of look?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So I am very much a, I don't know what the right word is, but like, as my life changes, my content changes because I feel like I truly am a lifestyle creator and it's just the brand. And I have to remind myself this all the time is I am the brand and I have to remind myself that people are following me for me and my own journey. So like, even whenever, um, in 2020, like my, a lot of my content was like at home workouts or like Amazon Mm -hmm. finds. like it was things that I was actually doing. So it's a little bit less curated. I feel like some people, they have one niche and that's what they stick to. For me, it kind of molds as my life molds. Um, so I was really doing, like I said, a lot of like just shopping finds or at home, like photo, I would do at home photo shoots. And looking back, I'm like, Oh no, that's so cringe. <laughs> like watching, <laughs> I would get backdrops. I was, so I, I feel like a lot of us were doing that. Um, and it was just kind of a fun thing. So I did a lot of like fitness, beauty, and fashion stuff before, which I still, as you know, like try and do a lot of that. Then whenever I got pregnant, um, TikTok was something that was never really a platform for me. Like I would kind of just go on and more be a viewer than an actual user. And now it's my largest platform, which is so funny to me, um, how things can change so fast. But with TikTok, I genuinely was getting on just like face to camera would turn on. It would take me 30 seconds, however long the video was, was how long it took me to make that TikTok. Mm-hmm. I just would get on, turn it on and ask for advice because as a first time mom, which is, I feel like my was my intro to every single TikTok would be like, what do I do? Like, what happens at this appointment? You know, like what's going to happen during labor? I have questions about this. What do I need to prepare? Is my nursery organized right? And it was genuinely me asking my audience. And then as I would figure out, things that work, work best for me, I would share that too. So it was kind of a give and take. Like my audience was helping me and the comment section was kind of like a forum for moms. And the algorithm is so insane that it would end up being like new moms who were do the same day as me, were naming their daughter Emerson. We're like, it was it was wow. so weird. Like TikTok is so bizarre, but it reached the right people who needed to see the content or maybe had something to add to like the comment section. And I actually really did learn a lot, I feel like, from from my followers on there. Um, so I built that community. And now it's kind of fun because the people who follow, followed me during pregnancy, a lot of them have kids the same age as Emmy. And so as I'm going mm-hmm. through different transitions, like stopping breastfeeding or like switching to whole milk or naps or whatever, they're mm-hmm. also going through that. Um, so that's really how my brand kind of started to shift because then a lot of those people from TikTok ended up coming over to Instagram as well. And it's tough because I never saw myself being a quote unquote mom vlog blogger. Um, and I, I do think that changing, like I try and kind of make it a balance, but my, mm-hmm. my mom audience, they are definitely the most engaged. Um, and it's nice though. Cause I feel like I'm helping like anytime I get messages, like, thank you so much. Like I was so afraid about being pregnant, but you were so positive through it, it made me not be afraid. And like messages like that, I'm like, okay, that means I'm like changing somebody's Mm -hmm. life and I'm not just giving them an Amazon recommendation. Like I'm actually Mm -hmm. changing their mindset, which is really cool.
1: Do you feel like you're gonna, do you feel like you will stay in the full lifestyle now that you've kind of neat you you kind of were niched down and then it gave you the room to kind of grow a little bit but like you say you're most engaged is the mum's side yeah. of things do you feel like it's going to continue that way for you on your platform
0: yeah I mean and that's a good question I I think it always will because my life now is I am a mom and I will always be a mom so that's always going to be a part of my content um but I also hope and know that the moms who follow me are also interested in home design. They're also interested in working out and interested in makeup. And maybe a lot of times, like I'll kind of tweak my content to be, instead of just like a daily makeup routine, it's a like my makeup routine while my daughter naps or like my quick 15 minute makeup routine cuz yes. i know that the moms like we don't have all the time in the world so mm-hmm. it's kind of just tweaking the other pieces of my platform while also sharing mom stuff um and just being consistent kind of across the board on each topic
1: mm, absolutely cuz i think it's funny i was talking about this actually with my hairdresser who is a man <laughs> so um and i was talking to him about being a mom and like talking about when you talk about your children in life but Outs- uh, the mum is the biggest best like most incredible part of our lives but on the flip side we are still the individual we were for the 30 years leading up to being a parent um so I like the fact that you incorporate that balance and that you share um parts like you're right because like well that's how you I ended up finding you as well was obviously hearing you on a podcast and then going straight over to your like Instagram and then I was just like oh my god I love this woman And I was like she's so good I can totally relate <laughs> And I just feel like it's nice to see how you still put a focus on being you as the individual, as Liz, the business owner, the individual person, as well as you as the mum. And I really like that, and I think that's important as well for a lot of mums still to see that you're, you don't. It's not just about being a mum. And I don't want to say that in a in like in, not in like a negative term, but because being sounding like just being a mum isn't big enough, and it absolutely is, but. I think you show how you look after yourself, like when you want to go to the gym and all you're like, wake up so early and go to the gym. And I'm like watching you in bed and I'm like, in the morning, I think, well, I really need to get out. out. So it's like a motivation. It's an inspiration and it really helps. So I think the content adds so much value. So I love when you post and stuff like that.
0: Um, Like being a mom, I do. Yeah. It's that whole aspect. I think a lot of times us as moms, we feel guilty whenever we try and focus on other things. And it's like, oh, well, being a mom, like not enough. And obviously that's not the case. I think I am such a better mom. If I can go out of the house for an hour and come back, just kind of reset. Or if I can do my makeup for the day. And a lot of times it's not like it's taking away time. It's just finding little pockets of time for myself throughout the day that end up just making me a way better mom and making me like end the day just like feeling good about how the day went
1: you literally just went on something I wanted to talk about because I was going <laughs> to say like how do you incorporate or look after your own kind of wellness your mindset as a business owner and a mom because you're doing it all under the same roof so how do you get your time how do you try to focus on making sure that you get your own time so you can be the best mom
0: yeah. So I will say I am extremely, extremely blessed on how things just kind of worked out because I do not think I would be able to have as much time if it wasn't for my husband. He is an integral part of our family, obviously, and it's just incredible. So he, like I said before, was an accountant and then took a big pivot in August um, and now works with me full time. So we are both, which he was at home before, but he was in the office on phone calls all day. So for the first, you know, about five months of Emmy's life, he was in the office on calls and I was like trying to work, do campaigns, take care of Emmy and like take care of myself too. And I think that's more of what a lot of people can relate to because it is mm-hmm. tough to have either they're out of the house working and they have, you know, help with the with the kid, either daycare or nanny, whatever it is. But we are very lucky. We're both at the house. So um he plays a big part in it. And but the balance side is is tough because we could work (laughs) 247. Like we love what we do and he's really finding his footing in it as well. And so he's loving it too. And So we're just kind of like every day trying to carve out that time to be like, okay, we're not working during this time. Or, hey, I'm going to go to the gym now. Or, hey, I'm going to go get my nails done. And we just talk through the week ahead of time on the things that are like maybe out of the house type of calendar events. Mm -hmm. And we just try and like fit in our own things because he deserves me time as well, of course. Um, So we just try and really like fit that in to our schedules while working and taking care of her too.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it is a juggling act to try and, but I think, I don't know if you found this, that once you hit the kind of that one year mark, you're kind of in a bit of a flow. Like, yes. do you feel you kind of get that routine, but then obviously their nap times and everything changed and you have to relook at it all over again. But, and that it keeps changing, I feel like for the first couple of yes. years, but it's, um, I like that how you kind of work together on it. And like you discuss that together as like a partnership to discuss it, because where he is part of your business now, which I do want to ask another question. I'm going to come back to um, it's going to be like you say, it's important that dads get their time as well. And that it's not just about the mums getting their time. The parents, both parents have to and need to. But um, how was it? So when you say he's finding his like kind of like footings to it and he's finding his way, like when you first started it was he like like why are you coming home at eight o'clock every night or like what what is this that you're doing or has he always been like yes you've got to <laughs> do this like what well, how did he like how did you get him on board with
0: it <laughs> no so funny enough so like I said when I worked at um dress up the boutique side of things I was on their social media a lot and so I would kind of get on my stories too and talk but I was not comfortable and I think I was hundred percent like looking back, he was right. He would always say like, you're not yourself on stories. Like it looks like you're, I feel like you're putting on a facade or like you're putting, it's like, it's fake. And I would get so mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm trying my best, but he was not about social media at all. Like when I tell you, I mean, the boy didn't even have like any social media accounts. Like he was just so not anti it, but not all for it by any means. Um, and we actually have a couple friends who they are a couple, they're married and she did a uh, full-time content creation before I did. She still does it. And we would go see them. They live in New York. So we'd go visit them and he would see what she was doing and how it was a business and she literally had to sit him down and be like listen liz can do this and you need to support it because she has the personality for it and it is just the new way of marketing for brands mm-hmm. and i think once he made that mind shift and once i got more comfortable being in front of the camera and then he kind of comp- he did like a one eighty. <laughs> now mm-hmm. he's obviously you know working for the business, and it's so funny because if you had told him that back in like 2019, 2018, he would have laughed in your face. Like, <laughs> what, do you what do you mean? A, she's doing this full time, and B, I'm doing it with her. I'm not an accountant. Like, what do you think? Like, that's so strange. So it no. It, long story short, he was not always for it, um, and he'll tell you now. He's like, it's it's obviously the biggest blessing in our life that we're able mm-hmm. to do this, and he he was like, you were right. You know, obviously the stuff for him to say. He's like, you were right. I I pushed through it. I'm glad you did. So I'm I'm glad it ended up like he kind of started shifting his mindset on it.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think there'd be so many partners that probably have that in a relationship. There's one that's sort of a little bit like either wary of it, doesn't understand it.
0: more private of a person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think um, when I did YouTube years and years ago, I remember when I said to my husband about it and he he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he's naturally quite shy. Initially, he is quite shy when he first meets people. Um, once he's got past that, he's definitely not shy. But the initial part always is. And I remember that I was vlogging and um, I featured him and he was just, he was like, what do I say? How do I act? What do I do? And I was like, just be you. But I do fully understand that it's um, a journey for the partner as well to go on because if someone's sharing an element of their personal life for a business as well. So there is a sense of responsibility in what's being posed because obviously it's an income that they sort of like, oh how how do I behave? How do I act? But mm-hmm. I love the fact that your husband said to you like you're not being yourself. Yep. Like he recognized that. And I would have totally been like you and I would have got annoyed been like, how dare you? Like I'm trying <laughs> I would have a- like um I'm actually doing it. I'm giving this a go. Okay. But um I think actually kind of breaking down that kind of front to then feel confident enough to kind of go online and be actually who you truly are. And then for the partner to kind of come on board with that, that's a transition. And it's like from a mindset to navigate that can be quite a challenge. Um, did you feel that after he'd said that to you and you'd obviously at some point started to kind of reflect on that and think, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I do need to show myself. How did you feel from a confidence point to feel confident that you could show the true you to like the general public who can have quite an opinion sometimes? Like how how did you feel that confidence? Like how did you work through that to be able to put yourself out there truly as who you are?
0: Yeah. I had to, I had to ask him specifically, cause obviously we're very open with each other. I mean, we've been together actually since high school. So we've been together for 14 Thank years. You. So like he, he knows me and I knew that like, if he's saying that, like, he's not just saying, he's not going to say that to be mean. Like he's saying that because it's genuine and he genuinely feels that way. Um, so I had to ask him like, okay, so I would like, sh- I would do a story or like something. and I would show him like, okay what do you think? (laughs) I'm like, what's the part that's making you feel like it's not me. And he would kind of like pinpoint, like, honestly, like specific things. I'm like, Oh, you're right. That's not how I normally talk, you know, in, in everyday conversations. And so it was, it definitely learning from him. And I would even ask. So, um, because we've been together so long, he's the oldest of five and his siblings are like my siblings and best friends. And I would ask them too. I'd be like, okay, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do I need to change? Um, and, and it genuinely was like just little tweaks. And then me realizing, you know what, I have to be confident in who I am. And like I said before, like I had to realize I am the brand. And I think that goes for honestly, any content creator, like people are following you and following your journey and invested in you because of you as a person, and. I had to realize like, I don't need to be that girl that I'm watching on social media that I'm following. Like people aren't going to follow me if they know I'm not being myself. I just Mm. need to be confident in who I am and the right crowd of people will join in.
1: Mm. Did you feel like once you started to really be who you were that you started to see like growth, you started to see like real natural like engagement from people? you start, that's where it kind of transitioned for
0: you. And it took, I mean, it took time because it took really, honestly, I feel like the most that I've ever been myself on social media was whenever I was pregnant and posting those TikToks, just being vulnerable and mm. genuinely asking and and not putting on a face, just being like, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like whoever is seeing this that can help me, please do. And then coming back and be like, hey, I actually learned this. Like maybe this is going to help you. And mm. that is where I saw, the most growth and I think that really just like put the nail on it for me of realizing nope yep I was right like I need to just be myself I'm the brand like this is what's the most important Mm
1: -hmm. it sounds like the vulnerability mixed with the like consistency and then the sharing what you've learned through that vulnerability and asking was like a perfect combination um and being just true to who you are was the thing that really kind of helped you kind of with your business and, and kind of growing that way. Um, amazing. Okay. So do you, something I'd love to know is kind of, where do you see all of this going for you? Like, obviously you didn't think you were going to go on to TikTok necessarily. TikTok was then a massive boost and a big, like really positive, incredible kind of surprise that helped you with your Instagram. Do you have ideas of where you'd love to see your business going and content creation going?
0: Yeah. So Zach and I have a lot of pipe dreams, right? Like <laughs> for the business and things that we could actually do now, but we don't feel ready enough. And I'm, I'm trying to tell myself, like, maybe that's an excuse. Like, maybe we just need to dive into it. You know? <laughs> I don't have that thing that's pushing me to be like, no, you have to do this yet. Um, but we would love to do a couple things. So we have had a lot of interest in people booking both of us for social media, just like workshops and conferences, um, because I have the brand side knowledge. And even though he has the accountant knowledge, he actually has learned so much just seeing me do like work on the business, but now him being fully immersed in it. So we've spoke at a couple of different like chamber events and done interviews and stuff, but that is something that I would love to host like a conference. Um, but I have this struggle of, is it like I do think we could host a conference and it literally be for moms to just like meet up and it be more of a networking thing. Or is it an educational, like how to do content creation or how like for your small business for yourself, how to get into this, how to pitch. Um, Cause I do offer consultations um, as kind of like a little side thing right now for people who are looking to do what we do for a living. Um, and there's just been a lot of interest in having more of that in person type Mm. of thing. It just seems like a big undertaking and we want to do it great. We had somebody reach out to us to actually host one and I just, I did not go ready. I was like, we need a little bit more time. Um, but that's kind of our our pipe dream and seeing where that goes and obviously building the brand throughout the other social platforms. I know we talked before Mm -hmm. um, starting about YouTube and it's, I actually really love doing YouTube. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work, but I think growing that platform as well is something that I'm interested in doing.
1: Yeah, oh my god, I love that. I that that conference kind of thing for me, I would be like, I know you're all the way over in Atlanta and I'm over in England, but I would when you said about it, I straight I was just like, um, I'm gonna book a ticket. Oh <laughs> I was like, I wanna go. So I love that because that's actually quite different. Not a lot of people say or mention that. So I think hold on to that one. I really like that. I think you're obviously you want to figure out and kind of what that actual offer what that looks like exactly yeah. but I think that sounds incredible I really like that oh, yeah that is, so really yeah cool. I mean
0: it's definitely a pipe dream of ours is something that like I, I think him and I would both enjoyed doing it when we actually spoke the first time at this like chamber event. And I told him, I was like, it's going to be like a hundred people. And he was like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, Sorry. I, I, I tend to do that with him. I tend to pull him, like rope him into some things. And then he ends up loving it. And we had never spoke in front of a group of people together. And it was, we had a blast. It was so much fun and we got great feedback and it kind of sparked this like, Ooh, okay, maybe we mm-hmm. should, maybe we should, like you said, lean into that. And that might be something that we try to pursue here um, in the next year or so.
1: Yes, I think, I think actually both sides of it's really interesting. When you're saying about like the mum side of it for like the community, or is it about content group? I, I yeah. understand the challenge to be like which route do you go down? I don't know. Maybe there's a combination in some right. way of blending, but. I I think there's would be real value and real interest in that. Absolutely. I know I would be, I would be like all over it. Um, Okay. I'm going to do a quick fire round with you. Um, So one of the questions is, is there an entrepreneur out there that's either inspired your journey to now or that's inspiring you right now?
0: So I have to say that it's, and this might not be the right answer, but I feel like it's not (laughs) one specific person. It is, there's a lot of people in this industry um, who have kind of paved the way, honestly, for influencers. And these, you know, we always kind of use those words interchangeably with the influencers and content creators mm-hmm. and have just paved the way in incredible ways where they're, you know, working with brands like Abercrombie or with like, you know, just these big brands and to do these collaborations. And you're seeing, it truly just form into this new industry because I have to remind myself a lot of times that this is so fairly new. Like in the grand scheme of life, mm-hmm. this is a very new industry. And so seeing mm-hmm. these women and and men too just really pave the way for content creators and making brands really understand that like they can take them seriously. Like this is a business. They, you know, are really going to make a difference for your business. There's just there's so many to speak mm-hmm. of. And I mean one of I'll give a shout out to my friend, Anna page, who's in New York that I told you, she had to sit Zach down and say, listen, this is like, she can do this. She has been a huge inspiration for both Zach and I, because her husband also, um, left his job almost exactly a year before Zach did to work with her. And so seeing them, they're some of our best friends. And so we kind of get to see a little bit of like the ins and out on how they Mm. operate as a team. And it's been very inspiring and it's really helped, helped us to get to where we are.
1: I agree with you. It's so new. And it's something when I say like, oh, I did YouTube years ago, I'm making it sound like it's old and it's not. But because there is still I think sometimes people are hesitant maybe to go into the content creation world because they go oh it's oversaturated there's too many people I can't make it but if you actually think of it as a career across the whole of the planet Mm
0: -hmm. the amount
1: of say accountants there are there's and there is still accountant jobs out there and people still train as accountants there is still space for content creation there it doesn't mean that I say can always have like the little slice of the pie you don't need the whole pie you just need a slice of the pie and it can make such a difference so I really like that now this kind of touches on a little bit about kind of like your pipeline dreams and stuff so this might actually you never know it might kind of plant that seed to want to get it done um but what's one thing you'd love to achieve by the end of this year
0: I really do think having something just either set up in the works, date set, venue set, everything for some sort of conference or workshop um, would be a huge goal that we would love to achieve. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's really the big one. Um, cause we don't want to, you know, again, that interest is there. And so I think, and I do think it will, you know, it'll always be there, but I think we really need to just lean into it. Mm-hmm. And even just talking to you, I'm like, okay, okay. This is maybe this was the push we needed just to talk to somebody else about it. <laughs> We've kind of been a little hush hush about it. Like we don't talk about it really with our friends and family who we talk everything about because mm-hmm. we're like, no, cause if we say it out loud, we'll have to do it. It's and- accountability. Now, yes. it's accountability. Like- <laughs> yes. So I do think that that is probably the one thing that, if I had to pick, that we would love to achieve as a business.
1: That's cool. I mean, maybe I'll be your accountability buddy. Every now and then, oh, I'll just too. drop you a little message hey. and be like, "So, what's going on? Like, when am I booking a ticket?" <laughs> like, um. Okay. And then for any women or mums out there, would you have any advice that you would give to them? about either starting a business or going into the content creation world of starting a business?
0: Yeah, I think with any business, and I think you actually nailed it earlier, you said, you know, if, if you don't have a passion and it does, and it feels like work, then maybe that's not the right thing. And I do, people message me all the time. Like, how do you do this? Like, how do I get started? And I tell them like, listen, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's not impossible by any means but you have to truly love it and you have to be consistent with it. Um, so I think really if whatever it is and whether it's content creation or if it's just starting any sort of small business and being becoming that entrepreneur, find the thing that is really fueling your passion. And that is really something that you look forward to doing. Like I look forward to picking up my phone and getting on stories and like talking to people or DMing people back or styling things, giving advice. Like that type of stuff is just, it, it fuels my heart too. I get so excited. And I think just for any women to just really focus in on what they're truly passionate about and and go for it And that way. And and carve out the time for yourself too. You know, and mm. even if it doesn't seem like you have enough time in a day, that's why I started getting up early because I kept saying, Oh, I don't have time in a day to go to the gym because I'm focused on my work and Emmy. And so I was like, well, I couldn't make time. <laughs> could make and once yeah. Once I did, now I'm so thankful that I've kind of built in that habit. So it's just really if you want it to happen, you can you can make it happen. Mm.
1: Just believe. Yeah. I agree. I feel like it's um it's when it's like a fire like burning inside of mm-hmm. you to the point that it's sometimes it's overly consuming. I definitely, you know, Harper's been waking up at the moment we were having brilliant sleep and then just at the past few nights she's suddenly waking up at four half past four um wow. yeah so we're like we're not really appreciating this phase right now um but- all temporary. I have to tell myself that anytime there's stuff like that I'm like it's temporary it's temporary it's, temporary. it's just a phase we know we will go back yes. but when I've then woken up I then can't stop thinking about my business my idea and then it's like oh my god it feels like all my thoughts are going like 100 miles an hour. And I think when that happens, I'm not even like bitter about the fact that I've woken up at that time because I thought an idea might have come to me. And I think that's, for me, that was definitely a transition where I realized that I was feeling 100% unfulfilled. I was crying also when I got home from work. Exactly what you're doing. Just, I was like, I'm not enjoying this. And yet in the back of my mind, I had something else that I was like, I just... I know I'm I'm on the wrong path and I know what I should be doing and I've just got to take that leap and I've just got to go and do it. And then it feels like, like I said, it's like consuming. It just, you know, and then once you start that kind of creative element and you get the energy for it, you can't stop.
0: Can't stop. Yeah. yeah. You just have to listen to it. And mm-hmm. and a lot of people, I think that there is that passion in them for, you know, maybe it is content creation and then they're like, well, what do I do with all this passion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yes. you just get started and just yeah. be yourself. don't try being someone else. So there's not a template for this. That's what's really cool mm-hmm. and frustrating about this industry is that they, it's still so new. Like there's not like, there's not a rule book, right. For mm-hmm. any of it. So it's really just showing up online with quality content and being consistent. And I'm telling you that consistency just, it really just makes a world of difference.
1: Mm, absolutely. No, that's lovely. Before you go anywhere, can you just tell us where can everybody find you? I will have everything linked in the show notes, but just, is there anywhere in particular that people can go oh, find you?
0: Perfect. So on Instagram, I'm at Liz Weber, there's two B's in Weber and then an underscore at the end. Um, and then on TikTok, just Liz Weber and same with YouTube.
1: Amazing. Honestly, I have so enjoyed speaking with you. You've shared so much. Honestly, I've, I feel very much like I just totally get you and I fully understand where you're coming from. And, um, you just shared so much value and honesty as well. And honesty is, is what's really, really key for people. Um, we don't want to like sugarcoat anything about this whole kind of world industry of, of owning your own business and stuff. So I'm really grateful for you just to be open, honest, and kind of share your story with everyone. So thank you, Liz.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I wish we could have like a coffee date together. Yes. (laughs) Go do lunch.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Honestly, how lovely is Liz? I just really hope that you enjoyed that and got so much out of it. I know I did and Jed and I are actually thinking about going out to Atlanta next year and if we are, we are 100% I'm going to be meeting up with Liz to go for a coffee or some lunch. She's just lovely. I just got so much from her. I thought she's so natural. She's so down to earth. Um, you've got to go and check her out. Everything will be linked in the show notes but I just want to say a massive thank you to Liz for taking the time out of her busy schedule to come and chat with me and just share her story with me and all of you listeners so thank you so much for listening I can't wait to have you listen to next week's show and I just hope you have a really great day